What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Team Alternative Podcast. Today, we're talking the NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, and a couple of off-season moves we hope to see. All right. Well, <clears throat> as someone who uh, was riding the Bucks most of the playoffs, lost faith at one point, but regained it when they went down 2-0, put more money on them, did not lose faith after that. Uh, I am pleasantly surprised to see that the Bucks uh, managed to turn that was about to be horrendously embarrassing loss to the Bucks, uh, not the Bucks, the the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, without two of their best players. Uh, and they came back and they won the finals. So great for them. A huge win for small market teams, showing off that you can still be a small market team and win a championship, beating out teams that pretty much bought their way to uh, super teams. And, um, yeah, a fantastic for Giannis. He got dropped 50 in one of the best finals performances we've ever seen. And then followed it up with uh, 50 chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A or whatever that was. <laughs> so he's having the time of his life. It's great to see the Bucks win a championship. It was only a matter of time when you have someone like Giannis who's got two MVPs, a defensive player of the year at, at, at like 25. So his accomplishments are just ridiculous at this early stage. And, um, yeah, fantastic job for the Bucks. Unfortunate for the Suns. They had a great season. A, they had the Red Seas part to get them to the finals, and then they went up 2-0. It was in their grasp, and unfortunately it just was not meant to be. Poor Chris Paul misses out on a shot at a championship. <clears throat> and now they have to reset and go against a stacked Western Conference that is probably going to be a whole lot healthier next season. Um, otherwise I enjoyed watching the games. It was very exciting and, um, yeah, a very interesting playoff run. I'm pleased with the way it ended. Yeah, I am. I am too. I was probably on the Bucks side, um, throughout the playoffs. I caught a couple games. I especially wanted them to beat the Nets and the, um, the Hawks. Because I kind of thought the Hawks weren't the the Hawks were kind of riding luck, and I didn't want a a bad finals series with you know the a great team like the Suns and then the Hawks because I just didn't think the Hawks had it in them. But I I can gladly say that I was on the Bucks side the entire finals series. Even when they were down, I, I I love Giannis. He's a fantastic player, and he's very humble. And even though I w- would like to see Chris Paul get a championship, I suppose I don't know. I just wanted Giannis to get it more. Um, so I this there's a good population of the NBA community that does not like Chris Paul. Watching him play games can be kind of annoying. He uh. He's definitely a flopper. He, I don't like the way he plays, tries to plays the refs and just, I have issues with them the way he is in game, but I, I can't knock his play and how well he's turned his career around after he was almost untradeable after that contract in Houston. It's nice. It is nice to see those players who should, those first bad Hall of Fame players who have had so much bad luck in their past, past playoff runs. The amount of injuries that he's had to deal with on, on top of the Clippers and Rockets is just so... It's kind of... It's really sad because he really should 
have been able to win a championship at this point. There was plenty of chances with his teams, and something always happened, and a lot of it was not even his fault. He had the he had the label of a choker at times, which I don't I don't think is fair. And um, uh, that's just it for that. But he'll get his shot. Yeah. I I think that was his best shot. I don't think he's gonna get one, but. Yeah, I don't know if he gets another one either, but I mean, he he keeps on getting like closer. It seems I know last season or whatever it was first first round he got bounced, but the years prior, I know he was getting closer and closer. Yeah, like he had those years on the Clippers, and they never got to the conference finals. And then he went to Houston, where they got, where he, uh, pretty sure they got to the conference finals, or they should have been there. I think they had that they were up three uh, two on the Warriors that one season. I think that was actually semifinals. But, I mean, if they beat that Warriors team, if he doesn't pull that hamstring or quad, whatever it was, and they beat the Warriors, they probably win the championship that season. Oh, yeah. And then one step closer, he is on Phoenix, turns the team around that missed playoffs last season, and they were two games away. So, um, I I kind of want him to see – I kind of – I feel like he is earned – almost earned one at this point. He's put up with so much shit for a long time. Very unfortunate. And um, we'll see, though. Phoenix is a very young team. They're only going to get better as the, as their young players develop. Devin Booker is an absolute stud. DeAndre Ayton had an amazing first year in, in the playoffs. Uh, it kind of, I feel like it can be kind of quiet towards the end here in the finals. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of expectations put on them otherwise. But I think there's plenty of reason to be excited for the future as a Suns fan with or without Chris Paul. Because, again, he is way up there in age. And he's got the player option coming up. It's going to be a very interesting offseason for a lot of teams. And I'm not... You don't know what Chris Paul's going to do here. You'd think he would keep the player option because it's like $40 million. But alternatively, he could turn it down and sign a longer-term deal. I think Phoenix is going to say, yeah, you can have you can stay here for three or four years, buddy. You've earned, you've earned that spot. And if he takes less money then this Suns core can stick together and possibly pick up another piece and they can compete. Um, there's, It's very hard to tell where this team's going to be starting next season. Because if we were going to do... Let, let's let's do this real quick. Let's pick preseason favorites for next season. Who would your title favorites be? Uh, is Chris Paul still on the Suns? Yeah. Uh, then it's a toss-up between Lakers, Suns, and Nets. Yeah. For me, it'd be the Nets. Because uh, watching that that series against the Bucks, I picked the Bucks to beat the Nets in that playoff series. <clears throat> and then watching them play with Kyrie Irving getting hurt and James Harden being hurt and pretty much playing when he probably shouldn't have. He was almost a lot. He was a liability a lot. And the Nets almost won. Like, the Bucks were so underwhelming in that series i kind of gave up on them at a certain point it's just like this is not the team that i expected to win and they won but it was just like oh my god they they barely dragged their feet into the uh through that conference finals uh or to the conference finals where they got the lucky hawks matchup um yeah i i, I would say the nets are gonna be the title favorite next season and i think they are i think the betting odds came out and they were the favorites but Either way, the Nets. Yeah, I think the Nets got it because that 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 big three is sticking together, and I think if they were all healthy, they probably would have won. Yeah, injuries are always that one factor that I feel like kind of messes up 
uh, dream matches almost. It it certainly I, did this season, yeah. especially. So, I I have to admit, maybe a Net Suns uh, series this season would have been interesting if everyone was healthy. But I mean, we got what we got, and I still think it was a pretty like intense and uh, interesting series to be honest i mean i'll tell you what game five was one of my one of the most fun games of the entire playoff run but ended with drew holiday stripping devin booker and then the alley-oop to, to uh, Giannis at the end that was one of the most hype plays i've seen in a long ass time yeah and i mean seeing i think a lot of people overlook they see oh the small market team and everything and they get excited about that that i think they overlook the the numbers that Giannis put up because I mean, 50 points in a finals game, you get kind of used to it after a while, after your back-to-back MVP seasons. I mean, like but, any other but, time he would probably be in the MVP conversation this year with the numbers that he put up, but then you kind of get, you just kind of got it's voter fatigue is what they call it. Voter fatigue. You just kind of get tired of voting for Giannis, even though his numbers are absolutely ridiculous. He's like a 30 and 14 player who shoots 58% from the field. Like that's just insane. Yeah. And I'm, I am glad that he won this championship. Cause now I think a lot of people go, Oh, you know, he's such a great player. Where's his championships? And I really hate that conversation. Cause I think some of the best players don't have championships, but like, I, I don't know. I, I I just think he's criminally underrated for what he's been doing, and um, I'm just happy he he got it. I mean, if you picked a player that you would want to be, I guess, accomplished or a champion or something, just to see, just because they deserve it, I think Giannis has to be one of those people. Because of his character? Yeah, because, I mean, how often do we get a guy of his size who is a fantastic player and puts up you know crazy numbers that's not you know on social media all the time or on burner accounts of some kind yikes trying to talk yeah talk crap to people you know what i mean Get like shit on Katie. a little bit i mean he did make a burner account to talk crap so no I get I, it. i'm just saying I, I i prefer the players which is kind of strange coming from me who's a Pistons fan in their history, but I just like those players that, that are humble and not bad. You know, kind of like Pistons. idols. So yeah, good role models to look up to. Yeah, definitely. I think the coolest part though, the most special moment was that not only did Giannis put up 50 points, but the way he did it, because he, he's not a perfect player. He has his flaws and there are definitely people who bring him down for that. Cause he doesn't, he has a horrible jump shot. And his free throw game is horrendous. But then in the games, uh, in the series clinching game, 17 for 19 from the free throw line. And I'd argue he, yep. he missed that last one on purpose to get to get a clean 50 points. Like, that's crazy. I would have never have thought that's how they're going to come out here and win this game. Because they won by seven. And his usual free throw rate, that's prob- that game could have gone into overtime. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean the the stats he put up and i mean especially his message you know after the game of you know he could go anywhere and be on a super team i you know you know this of me i don't like super teams i uh i mean 
I like duos. I'm contradicting myself all over the place because I'm a Yankee fan, but like, I like when these small market teams with one or two solid players win a championship because I feel like that's the way that it should be hard work, not hey, let's just get, let's, you know, what what did Kobe say when the big three got together in Boston? Uh, they came together and made Voltron or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. I don't remember that. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like super teams in the sense of the trios like what Brooklyn's got right now. I think that's just kind of stupid. Um, I yeah. I'm definitely a fan of of the duos. I my favorite time in the NBA has always been when there's uh, teams are built on their on their two big stars right now yeah like i was totally cool with Kawhi leonard and paul george being a combination on the clippers i hate the clippers but i was totally cool with the duo there uh you had lebron and ad there was harden and chris paul i mean there there are a lot of really cool teams that you can build with duos because when you have your super teams like brooklyn has now usually the role players are ring chasers uh old veterans or really cheap uh young players but then when you have a duo then you're able to fill out the rest of the roster and just make i just feel like the team's more complete that way the lakers were able to get the the one and two six man voting getters last season because they only had two big stars the clippers have a crazy deep roster because they only have two stars and uh and yeah i mean i mean boston actually managed to pull away with a really pretty deep damn team that's why they won back in 08 but then uh yeah i i love I love the state that the league is in right now. I think there are plenty of teams that can compete for a championship. Um, and there's plenty of questions around them. I mean, you have a team like Philadelphia where they were right there, ready to go to the conference finals. And I think they were a good matchup against the Bucks. But then they somehow managed to lose to the Hawks. And I, I was a big fan of the Hawks. But even going to the conference finals, I thought was overachieving. And now, yeah. and now their core is in complete shambles. Because who knows what they're going to do with Ben Simmons. For all we know, um, with all the Lillard talk, maybe he gets shipped over to Portland and they swap and get da- uh, Damian Lillard. They'll probably have to give up Bull, Maxi, and maybe some picks. But, I mean, if you're Philly, you can put Lillard and Beat and Tobias Harris together. Then you're going to do it. It's, yeah. it's borderline a super team because you've got two superstar players and then Tobias Harris, who's a... Uh, who's a 50-40-90 all-star caliber player. But, I mean, if that team gets assembled, I'll pick them to be my favorites. I love that. I love the idea of that team. And then you don't know what the Lakers are going to do. I think Schroeder and um, Harrell are both going to be out. And they have some trade pieces. They could uh, get another a deep roster there. Kyle Kuzma's on the trading block. Clippers are going to be healthy again. I mean, we say that. And then Kawhi Leonard tears his ACL, apparently. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, and then we also have we're supposed to have the the healthy nets, you know, hamstrings and ankles, whatever, whatever that was. It, it's going to be an int- next season. I think is going to be more interesting than this season. But again, that's if people are healthy. I'm just worried it might get top heavy, a little top heavy next season if the nets because teams are going to try to compete with the nets because I think if thing if in a duo league the Nets could have the edge having three stars of that caliber, but I didn't believe them in this season. Next season, who knows? I think they'll have Dinwiddie back, and then pending however kind of 
trades they do. I don't know what they're going to do with like Blake uh, Griffin and Bruce Brown. I think are all going to be restricted or unrestricted free agents. So that team's depth is going to be in question. Mm. But and then the cool thing is though the reigning champ Bucks they're locked in. They've got Giannis, they've got Middleton and Drew Holiday. They've got them all signed for like the next four, uh, three or four years. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see where they go, but it's going to be an interesting off season. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and I will gladly eat my words. I think I tweeted out when Middleton got his contract, like this is how a championship team dies, because I felt they tried to, and it, it looked like it was going to be a duo thing where Giannis was one and Middleton was two. And I did not think that at that max contract, Middleton was going to be the kind of player that could get Giannis to a championship. And then they got Drew Holiday, and that was the difference at the end. They gave up a lot to get Holiday out of the Pelicans. And then in the most important game of the season, game five in Phoenix, he puts up his best performance. I think he had like a... Like a twenty, a twenty something and thirteen assist game, and then he had the best, he had the most iconic play of the series. So, they did the homegrown thing with the draft picks, and then they went out and made one all-in move, and it and it paid off, and it got the job done, and they got their first championship in fifty years. So, congratulations to them. That's how you do it. <laughs>